everyone, and welcome to the Even Stevens Ranked Podcast, the podcast for all things Even Stevens. I probably just blew out your eardrums, and I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brim. I like really shouted, hello everybody! Today, we are talking about season one, episode 20. Did you hear me? 20! I, I know, put in the air horn. Episode 20, I'm so excited. This is like two, oh, the second to last episode of season one. Finally. It feels so crazy to say 20. Anyway, season one, episode 20, almost perfect. Almost perfect. And something I just want to say about this title before I forget, I always want to call this almost famous. Almost famous. I know. Because of, number one, the movie, and then also Hardly Famous. Yeah, I almost said that just now, because, yeah, I always confuse it with Hardly Famous, Almost Perfect. And I just want to put those together and make it Almost Famous, the movie. Almost Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, Almost Perfect. This is, this is a would say, a memorable episode for sure. I love this episode. It's one of my personal favorites. Not necessarily for the main plot. No. That's what hinders this episode for me. Exactly, but. yeah. It's very, uh, well, we'll get into it, but yeah. Yes. The Ren thing is kind of, uh, but the Lewis subplot is, it might, it's probably my top three Lewis plots. Period ever? Point blank? Yeah, yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's one of my personal favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. I ranked it by how I thought, how well it was, the episode was, but I mm-hmm. think this is my per top five favorite though. Hmm. I guess we'll just we'll say our rankings first yeah. because there's something interesting about this email we got from someone. Okay. So I have this episode ranked. This is very interesting, kind of. I have this ranked 42. And I have it 24. Literally the flipped. Last episode was the same ranking. And so this is like the same ranking in a weird, twisted way. <laughs> I know. It's weird. We have the mirror ranking. It's really interesting. Yeah. Oh, and I also guessed that it would be in the 40s. Okay. I, don't know if I you thought to guess. I guessed it in the teens just because I remember I love this episode and I'd probably move it up a little bit. I think mm. maybe like 19. Huh, yeah. All right. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd change it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have a low. So. So before we get into it any further, uh, we have an email. This is from Nicole W. She says, Brittany and Ethan, please excuse this ridiculously long email. (laughs) Please excuse our ridiculously long episodes. Honestly, but then she gave us the go ahead to read it. Uh, She goes, hi, I just recently discovered your podcast after typing even Stevens on Reddit one night. And I've been having so much fun listening to the episodes. I like the back and forth banter between the two of you and the way you break the episodes down so well. It's cool to hear your opinions on each episode and about the scenes and quotes that personally connect with you. I love listening to the podcast on my way to and from work and often find myself laughing along with you. So thank you. Even Stevens was one of my absolute favorite shows as a kid and the first thing I binged when Disney Plus launched. I was worried that the show wouldn't hold up after so many years later, especially since I hadn't seen any episodes since they stopped airing reruns in 2006, except for the Hanukkah episode, which I have on a holiday DVD. I was so happy to discover that I still truly enjoy the show as much as I did when I was younger. The jokes are still funny, the touching moments are still sweet, and Shia is just brilliant as Lewis. After finding the podcast, I decided to create my own ranking list. Nice. It was a lot of fun, but also stressful. I had to force myself to stop overthinking and switching things around and just put them where I felt they belonged. After I created my list, I compared it with both of yours and saw some surprising differences. And then in parentheses, for example, Rengate is in my top five and Movie Madness is my number 50. And then she says, forgive me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting my beanie over my face right now. I found that a lot of my, quote, top episodes are there because of the sentimental value Mm -hmm. and memories of it from when I was younger and less on criteria like pacing or character development, etc. My number eight, for example, Family Picnic, was a major favorite of my sister and I as kids. For some reason, we thought that I punched a squirrel line from Eileen was the pinnacle of humor and would quote it constantly. No idea why. But that episode meant a lot to us back in the day, so that one and many others in my top 20 give me the warm fuzzies after all this time. 
Mm-hmm. She goes, anyway, rewatching the episodes and coming up with my own list was super fun. I'll attach it in case you're interested in checking it out. Thank you for the podcast and for keeping the nostalgia alive. And then she says, by the way, I know you said in a past episode to give people the go ahead if they want you to read the email or not. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And she said, so yeah, go ahead. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So thank you, Nicole. And I just wanted to you know, point it out that she had done a ranking because... I have this episode almost perfect at 42, and our listener Nicole has it at 41. Oh, that's cool. So maybe we can, like, or you, you can obviously, because on your Tumblr, like, post her ranking, and we can, like, have, like, a listener's ranking page. Maybe, like, a thing on our subreddit, maybe? Yeah, or that. And it can be, like, its own tagged section. Like, if someone wants to submit their list, they can do it there, and they can flare it. Okay. And, like, flaring it is basically tagging, and they can tag it as, like, I can come up with one called, like, a like list. Rankings, rankings. Yeah. Oh, or that's something. sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. And then people can submit it there, and then if mm-hmm. we want to look at rankings, you can just click the rankings tag, and everyone's can be in there. That's cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. We need it, because I think we should... I think it's called Even Stevens Rank, so we should have some sort of community way of including, like, other people's lists, and even if it's just, like, a top ten. Yeah. So people can put their rankings on there, because I think that's, like, the spirit of our podcast, and that's how we met, Mm -hmm. too. So Mm -hmm. I think it'd be cool to branch that off and and to be able to share it with our listeners, too. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So if you guys have, I think, yeah, I think maybe the subreddit is a cool place to do that. So if you guys feel like coming up with any sort of ranking list of your Mm -hmm. own, be it a top five, a top 10, if you want to go all the way and do all 65, which is a process. I think it'd be cool if if like a listener matched one of our rankings, we can mention it or something. Yeah, to mention it or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. that'd be kind of cool. It'd be cool if somebody matched up with our our lists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, feel free to share it in the subreddit I think and I'll go ahead and make a, a new flare called like rankings you're you know we can use that and everyone can share their rankings over there and we can have them all organized in one place and we can all comment on each other's rankings mm-hmm. on the subreddit too which is fun so if you submit a post with that then let the discussions <laughs> spiral yeah And thank you, Nicole, of course, for sending in that email. It was super nice to hear from you. And, of course, really cool to check out your list. And uh, interesting to see that on this particular episode that we're we're right there, (laughs) side by side with our rankings here. So getting back into the episode, this one has an 8.1 on IMDb, which was a big jump from other things. And I'm I'm pretty sure that is solely for the subplot. (laughs) Yeah. So this episode was directed by Sean McNamara. Killer. And written by none other than Tom Burkhardt and Matt Dearborn. So the Kings. All three. Yeah, uh, all three. Yeah. yeah, three Kings. We three Kings. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. The <laughs> Tom Burkhardt, I think, is my favorite writer. Like yeah. all all the episodes he does, like most of them are in my top like thirty. Mm-hmm. So I think he's probably my favorite writer so far. Yeah. The Disney Plus synopsis is Ren and the rest of the school are stunned by the possibility that the perfect Ren might get a C in, of all things, shop class, in caps. That's insane. I know. Lewis, meanwhile, turns the janitor's closet into a happening party spot. It's so happening. (laughs) I'm like, who wrote these? And also, it's not the possibility. She gets a C. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) And she tries to manipulate the situation, so she... Yeah, I don't like Red in this episode at all. I don't either, and I wrote that in my thing. And usually, I thought you were going to, because you always, like... Defend her. Hate when I rag on Ren. Yeah. I thought you were going to hate me for this one again. But it's like, dude, take a, take on your... Own your imperfection, you know? I mean, she does by the end, but no, the course. whole time, it's just... And I put that, too, yeah. and I and that's respectable. And I and obviously, like, it, it was a cool... It's a cool moment. But uh, mm-hmm. I never like those kids who, like, every time they get something below, like, a an A minus, they like plead their case. It's like, bro, you're not failing the class. If you're (laughs) failing a class, I get it. Like, can I do extra credit? Can I like make up assignments? Like I get that you don't want an F or even a D on your thing, Mm -hmm. but a C like get out of here, bro. Like, (laughs) you know, you will get C's in school. Like it's, first of all, that's average. Honestly, like when I was a kid, if I got a B on something that was up on the fridge. Seriously, and that's what I'm saying. Like why, like we, I mean, I get striving for, you know, greatness, but you need to, if you're not good at something, you're not good at something. Like, yeah. you just need to own that. You need to, and mm-hmm. part of being 
a, like per, quote unquote perfect is accepting your your flaws too i think mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah definitely that's one way to think yeah yeah and um so are these going into your general thoughts yeah i'm basically bleeding into it right now okay but yeah so you can keep going you can keep going because i mean i took classes in school where i almost in college especially in college you can kind of teachers will give you a grades if they like your face you know what i mean so or they don't like your face and it's a junior first of all it's a junior high no college is looking at your junior high transcript <laughs> and like no honestly i couldn't even tell you what my junior high grades exactly were, yeah. like no one remembers your junior high grades i couldn't tell you what my high school grades were i couldn't tell you what my college grades were yeah. honestly well yeah you went especially you went to an art school so they were looking at like a different criteria right yes. yeah so. I, yeah but anyway, more of your yeah, regular yeah, yeah. general thoughts. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. To me, also, like, the annoying thing is she's just trying to get student of the month. A student of the semester, yeah. Was it semester? Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's, I mean, like, it's a little bigger. But, yeah, I'm <laughs> but, thinking because, yeah. like, Larry and another one says student of student the of month the for month 18, 18 straight, straight months. months. Yeah, and yeah. so that's a – so I think they just kind of had different things there. But, yeah, I mean, but it's, like, the semester is so short. I know, I mean, even yeah. – let alone a month, obviously, but, like – I don't know. What are your thoughts? What do you got? Is that everything you have to say? Until we go on. About, about, and because this is like general thoughts about like the whole episode oh. as a whole. Oh, sorry. I was just going off about Ren. Um, and, as, <laughs> and as for the sh- the Shia plot, as for the Lewis plot, I mean, this is one of my favorite subplots, like I said. Like this is on that list of my most quoted episodes, I think, which is funny because mm. there's not like specific lines and I think that's why I like it yeah and those are the ones that kind of seem to be towards the top of my list but just like the simple things like you know um yeah it's nice right like when he says it or like or like yeah. uh thank you Mr. Wexler like I just like stuff like that yeah just like random <laughs> little little things that happen yeah. it's just his supply is so good in this I think in my opinion yeah but I know you have it lower so what you got yeah so my general I said this episode is fine <laughs> it's memorable if only for the Lewis subplot yes um, I said Ren's A plots are simply not as strong, and I don't like the way she's written and portrayed here. Um, I said Lewis is great, of course, and obviously has strong moments. But yeah, I said, but what I did laugh at, it, you know, in this episode was all of Shia's understated moments. Yeah. Like anything that he does that's just like subtle, I was laughing. At yeah, that. like giving the, like the people in the line and stuff when he says hi. Yeah. Yeah, love that mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, other than that, that's pretty much all this episode has going for it mm. to me is like those little subtle cor- sort of moments and then yeah uh yeah so that's why 42 and also not lower than that either because i do know that it's really memorable because of the subplot but then also it's almost like dirty work where the most memorable thing about that is the lumberjack club which is such a small plot yeah that's that but yeah, yeah that's like the most extreme of that yeah it's so small but i think this i see it to me, I, in my mind, when I envision it, even just after just watching it, I imagine the time between Ren and Lewis as like split almost. So I can mm. kind of see it as, for me, I see it as more of a Lewis plot versus a Ren plot. Because if I think of it as mm-hmm. a Ren plot, it makes me irritated. But when I think of it as a Lewis plot, I'm like, man, that's one of my favorites. Because it's not really a Lewis plot, though. I was like, the Lewis stuff is literally just like, it's just really intermittent. And it's just like mm. little things. And then it's just cutting back to the party a few times like you know. yeah but it overshadows the episode so much yeah mm-hmm. so even in but i think all of his subplots are like, even short story like the thing with loomis i think is pretty menial like compared to the ren stuff oh yeah like that's what everyone remembers yeah exactly so i mean that's the stuff that people remember i think so yeah so i guess we can get into it plot point time so this episode starts off really creepy sounding like we're about to go into, you know, the 50th installment of Halloween. Um, it has that same sort of Halloween tinkering piano going on. And we see that Lewis's locker is festering with steam. And it's funny because I, I remember when I rewatched this episode, you know, two years ago or something now at this point for my review, I never noticed or paid attention to the very first line, which is Twitty saying, dude, are you grilling turkey dogs in yeah. your locker again? <laughs> I never paid attention to that. And the best part is how Lewis humors what he asks him. He's like, no, 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 it's not smoke, it's steam. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> this is something else. Yeah. 
But yeah, and so Lewis's locker is just entirely steam, entirely heat, just spraying and, and you know, in water, just like spraying out of his locker and life forms are growing in there and bacteria and fungus and... Not just growing, but thriving. Thriving on his math book, yes. What's amazing is that I was thinking to myself, he's living with this. Like, he's accepting it. Yeah, I, I know. I was like, what a trooper. Yeah. Like, 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 this locker is uninhabitable. Like, you cannot use this locker the way it is. He's like, well, I guess I just got to get my stuff out and mosey on down to class. He would handle dorm life in college really well. It's just so disgusting, <laughs> but you just accept it. You know, Principal Wexler, he starts calling after Principal Wexler. And Wexler just flat out is like, ooh, I'm ignoring this kid and, like, turns away. I love that. <laughs> Because, you know, Lewis isn't exactly the most reputable of students, you know, so he's going to Wexler asking for help with this thing and Wexler just doesn't want to help him and runs off to, and I, I love the way I said this too, I'm like, Wexler doesn't have time and is ignoring his pleas because he's too busy needing to run off to a meeting with Vice Principal Ren Stevens. Yeah, I know that's the best part. It's like he's avoiding handling the situation to just butter up Ren and, and like praise her for being the student of the semester. It's ridiculous. I love the way I think I just called her vice. I called her vice principal. Vice principal. <laughs> vice principal. But uh, but yeah, that isn't also a, a good uh, quote from Lewis as he shouts after Principal Wexler. The locker's festering, sir. It's it's disgusting. Uh, so Wexler is running off to meet up with Ren and tell her all this information about you know that she's a shoe in to be student of the semester and. And oh well, first of all, first of all, another thing um, is he's like, guess what I have? And she's like, oh, a, a a car statement or something. You finally got that red Miata, and I was like, which she eventually does get. Yeah, in the lumberjack episode. Exactly, of all episodes, you know, the one we just mentioned. Yeah. That's an interesting connection. Yeah, he eventually gets that, which I was like, that's some intense continuity. It's like two seasons later. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of cool. Very, very tiny, tiny. But that's what makes the world feel real, right? Yeah. Like something as small as that. I'm like, yeah, and then Wexler got his red car yeah, finally. Yeah, it's know? true. But yeah, so this whole scene, I said, Ren and Wexler's relationship is always a little creepy. But then like in this conversation they literally sound like skeevy criminals yeah it's weird like he's applauding another student's getting a b instead of an a yes and and it's in the way ren acts like yeah like they're all in on this conspiracy to make sure she's always number one yeah it's it's like really kind of gross like like the way he's like you know he goes oh well i happen to know you know on the down low you know this kid's getting a b and she goes oh well that's too bad oh man it's so slimy you know and like starts smiling about it and i'm just like oh my goodness and then again when he goes guess who's like a shoe in to whatever and she goes oh well i don't know like who could it be i'm like i really don't like this but to make matters worse then you have carla and marla Mm -hmm. just the ren worship in this episode is too much for me to handle and it's just and obviously not all of it is her fault but as she doesn't necessarily deny it for most of the episode either but mm-hmm. um you know who has a weird absence from this episode tawny no, that, that's not, actually yeah that's not who i was even thinking of uh larry beal though right i thought this would be a good episode for beal like maybe i mean maybe it would have taken over too much of the storyline and it would have been all about like the rivalry i don't know honestly that probably would have made it better <laughs> Yeah, I, I know, right? If if she was competing with him, then maybe it would be like, okay, we as an audience understand why, because we don't like Beal. We want to see him like get a B. This just comes across as her being greedy, needing to be number one. Like you He's know? just minding his own business, this other kid. And if it was Beal, at least maybe we could be like, okay, like Beal's a scumbag anyway. So We know the history of their rivalry. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a rivalry. If this C in Woodshop was between her beating Beal, like if that yeah. was the determining factor whether yeah. on whether or not she would beat Beal mm-hmm. or not, then like maybe it would be interesting. It, it would shine a little bit more of a light, of a good light on Ren, I think. Because otherwise, she just seems like this entitled. Yeah, super entitled. Uh, but this is a microcosm of every time that I say, man, Ren's annoying or Ren's like being bratty. This is what I'm talking about. Like sh- this entitlement, like where she thinks that like the whole world revolves around her. Mm. And not in a way, Dearborn said, like, all teenagers or whatever are selfish, but in a way mm-hmm. that's like, 
nah, I'm literally better than everyone. And that's why I have entitlement when I don't like Ren, it's because of that. Yeah. And then also like, you know, the way he's like telling her, he's like, oh yeah. And don't forget, you'll get that $25 honey ham gift card. And then she goes, yes. And as always, I'll save you the bone. Yeah. Why does he always have a dog? And he's all happy about it. He's like, oh, Ooh, yeah, yes. Good. Oh, yeah. I'm like, cool. bone. I get the bone. What is Principal Wexler going to do with Ren's honey ham bone? Just the bone, a meatless bone. I'm like, what is this relationship? I just, I don't understand anything about their relationship. She's the daughter he never had. I know. And he goes and says that. And I'm just like, this is so weird. Yeah. And then he goes on to tell her, you should write something about yourself in the paper. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. Like, whose idea would would someone ever tell you, you should write something about yourself? I'm great because dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Like, that's basically what he's asking her to do. Yeah. And then when she says, oh, no, I couldn't do that. She's like, he's like, okay, well, then great. Get those two little minions, Carla and Marla, to do it for you then because they seem yeah. to really love you. Yeah. I wonder, are they supposed to be, they're not supposed to be the same age as her, are they? No, no. Clearly they're younger. Yeah. No, I know they look younger, but are they supposed to be younger? I think so. They're probably like a grade younger, maybe. They're, They're probably Lewis's a Lewis's grade. grade. Yeah, so then we meet Carla and Marla, who Carla is played by Lisa Foyles, who some of you guys might know from all that, mm-hmm. like in the later 2000s. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Marla is played by a girl named Kristen Lee Jones, who yeah. I knew from Remember the Titans. Yeah, I don't remember her from, is she played the daughter? Yeah, she plays Denzel, Denzel Washington's, Washington's daughter. daughter. Yeah. Okay, I didn't remember mm-hmm. that, but um, I like that movie. Haven't seen it in a while, but yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> I mean, Lisa Foyles, she's in stuff still, mm-hmm. I think. Like, she still does comedy and stuff. Um, and so Carla and Marla are both dressed like Ren, basically. Marla has, like, the same exact kind of shirt, and then Carla has the same shirt just in a different color and then they both had they all three of them have the same like khaki kind of pants on and sandals yeah. how does this work in tv shows all the time like in these alternate universes i'm like how do people always dress alike in these situations yeah they have the same exact shirt on for half the episode no but then and then but then when it's the next day they're all dressed the same again yeah it's not the exact same shirt though is it no but they they're but i mean like they already know in the morning yeah, that's to true. dress in the similar style to Ren. <laughs> like, but so, but in the first, in the beginning, they literally have the same exact blue shirt. Marla yeah, Marla and, and Ren. Yeah. Ren. Yeah, exactly the same shirt. It's weird. Yep, it's really weird. Like it would make more sense if both of them had the same shirt as her. But it's weird that only she has the same shirt as her. Yeah, <laughs> she's the extra obsessed yeah, it's one. So weird. <laughs> and I didn't like this scene either. So Carla and Marla are like asking Ren. They're like, "Okay, Ren, how does it feel to be perfect?" I'm not perfect. Really? Name one thing wrong with you. Well, uh, she's perfect. Totally perfect. That's so. I hate that. It's so obnoxious. It's. I don't like they, it. I think they literally said, "What's the most annoying thing that we could ever have Ren do?" And then they wrote this episode. <laughs> for her yep they were like at like yeah list one of your imperfections oh <laughs> can't do it yeah. i'm like yeah that's this like is... something like a villain would do like a larry beale would do an antagonist character would do yeah so then cuts to lewis in the hallway literally battling with his locker he has like all of this stuff because you know we, he keeps all this <laughs> trash in his locker so there's like a clothesline right now in the hallway of like all the stuff that he has in his locker and there's a pair of underwear that flies and hits principal wexler in the face and just all this stuff <laughs> and now lewis is wearing goggles and a wetsuit to school because his locker has gotten so bad and uh you know, and Wexler finally sees, he's like, oh, yeah, so you got a little moisture. I'm like, a little moisture? <laughs> like, come on. And then, you know, Wexler starts getting into a fight with whatever the life form is growing in there. And then he's like, "Yeah, all right, yeah, then I guess I can move you somewhere else. But I was just always like, really? I'm like, you're going to move someone to a closet? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, what is he going to do in there? <laughs> just put your books on a... Uh... Hope the janitor doesn't throw it away. And I was like, he needs all that space for a few books and a jacket. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Like, <laughs> I think the better solution would be like, here, Twitty, would you be willing to share a locker with your friend? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know Lewis keeps a lot of stuff in his locker, but come on. 
Like, here's a giant closet. <laughs> There's something I noticed in this scene where Wexler and Lewis are, like, fighting. I think it was just Shia, like, what? it's so super small. It's Wexler looks at Shia, and Shia is supposed, I think they're supposed to look at each other, look back, and then, like, scream. But Wexler mm-hmm. looks, and then Shia doesn't look back at him. And I just think mm-hmm. it was, like, it's something just, like, a little goof I noticed, but, yeah. So I, I love when Lewis first walks in. He walks in as if, like, all these cobwebs hit him in the face. <laughs> I know. And he's just, oh, this is nasty. But, like, Come compared on. to his other situation. I know, right? Um, and then I love the way Wexler says, indeed it is. And then he says, make yourself at home, which is something you should never tell Lewis Stevens. Nope. Because <laughs> then he immediately starts looking around and says, I can make this work. Yeah. Wexler never learns his lesson. I love the way there's the light bulb right next to him. Yeah. Like a li- like a literal light bulb right next to him signifying yeah, that he's getting he this idea. idea. Yeah. Um, then it cuts to Ren in Woodshop and she sucks at we, it. We all know creativity is not Ren's strong suit. I oh yeah, unfortunately. Um, and so, you know, we see her working on whatever her project is. We don't really see... And then the shop teacher, who I, is a guest star, I, I think. What, who is he? Yeah, Joe Flaherty. Yeah. Yeah, he's in Freaks and Geeks, the dad from Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. So he's a guest star in this, and his his name's Mr. Rupert uh, yeah. in this. Uh, um, he's the woodshop teacher. And so he just starts taking Ren you know, through the classroom and like showing her what other people have done for their projects. I'm saying right now, people are making violins. Yeah. People are making grandfather clocks, okay? No, yeah, no more birdhouses for anybody. And they are going so intense and then we find out that Ren made a pizza paddle, which is genuinely a slab of wood. Yeah, with a handle. That she turned into a shape of some sort. Yeah. Uh, so she is over here expecting to get an A for turning in a slab of wood when other people are making violins and grandfather clocks. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like someone who's like an overachiever, I get you're not good at something, but like f- find a way to be good at it if you really care about your A. Yeah. She really wants to ensure that she has this title. And, you know, apparently that $25 Honey Ham gift card is really satisfying. And she just needs it. Yeah, I don't understand. I, I was like, I was just like, why does she have to be so greedy, though? Yeah. When I'm thinking about this, because it's like, she already has everything. Like, she's already been student of the month a million times. She's already been student of the semester. She already is, like, vice principal. She already, you know, has all this other stuff. Student policy monitor. Like, Lord knows what other things she does. And she just can't even allow, like, maybe another kid to have a shot at this one thing, yeah. maybe? And, she, like, and that's the thing. Like, it's that's what I'm saying earlier. Like, pleading for a better grade is one thing if you literally are failing. If you're mm-hmm. literally going to have to retake the whole class or like something like yeah. actually bad, but doing it just so you can win student of the month or whatever. Or get a perfect record. Yeah. Perfect record. Yeah. Like get out of here. The teacher's like gives her her grade and he gives her a C and she's just like, <laughs> sir, that looks like a, that's a C. I'm just like, God forbid. Yeah. Topanga, this is like a Topanga thing too. She remember she had like so many A's and Minkus had so many A's right before graduation. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, and it's just so crazy because I'm like, girl, what did you expect? Like honestly, that's worth like a D minus in comparison to everyone else's. Yeah, at least he's being generous with the C. Yes, and I'm just like, wow. I'm like, for her to think she was gonna pass that in and just go away with flying colors. Like, bro, just build a birdhouse. It cuts to the janitor's closet being under construction by Lewis. And <laughs> this so might good. be my favorite scene in the episode. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, this might be my favorite scene. And it's because there's that chaotic energy, again, yeah. a bit to this scene that I love. Yeah. And Shia at least comes across as if he's ad-libbing everything he's saying. He's handling it, right? Yeah. Everything, the blue one. Uh, you know what I, I mean? I love just it. Like, it's just like he's in a scene and then he just goes and says something like yep. he makes even like the chaotic nature of it feel real. Like he's actually just saying it. Like, Organic and just natural. He's, and, yeah. this, these are those moments where it's like you can see this guy being a phenomenal actor someday. Or just yes. these like small little moments like this. 
you know? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Things like that get me. So, yeah. you know, he's in the middle of, you know, talking to everybody. He's like, guys, it's 49, should be 48. Come on, I know, but they're what? All right, look. Guys, we should have the ceiling fans now. I want this to be more than just a locker, you know, the blue stuff. Um, you know, I want this to be a trip south of the border, you know, my own private Casa de Fiesta. Sign. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, Mr. Wexler. Yeah, yeah, I added a little something extra for you and the guys, too. Oh, thank you very much, thank you. You guys are doing a good job. And then that's when, like, that guy comes up and just shows him the samples, and he goes, the blue stuff. The blue stuff. <laughs> so, like, like stuff. W- without I, a beat. And then he goes right back to Twitter. Without a beat, he just does it, yeah. Without a bit, he's like, and, and I love the way he like turns and gives them like a two finger, yeah. like think about it. He's yeah. he's like the blue stuff. So anyway, yeah, blah blah blah, and goes back to Twitty, <laughs> and then you know Twitty says, you know, yeah, well, uh, just by curiosity, how are you gonna pay for Casa de Fiesta? And then the guy comes over, sign, signs it. Uh, thank you, Mr. Wexler. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And then the best line after that is when Lewis goes, oh, yeah, no problem. And I threw in a little something extra for you and the guys. Oh, yeah. my God. Because it's like, because he doesn't know. He's just like, oh, thank you, Mr. Wexler. And then I love Twitty just like smiling, being like, yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> yep. It's <laughs> uh, um, so good. I love it. Just all those little things Shia is yeah. doing here. Are just and so I, I love, and it's it, it's almost deserved too, just because of Wexler's scheming in the previous stuff. It's like okay, oh, yeah. this is awesome that he's just like kind of it's like a poetic justice for whatever Wexler is <laughs> trying to do. <laughs> and then so Ren is in a total daze, and she's walking around now, hugging her pizza paddle, just saying "C" over and over again. She can't believe she got a C. Uh, and this is just one of the other best things is, yep. you know, she's walking by Lewis's construction crew and Lewis goes over to her and says, oh, hey, Ren, yeah, you're a good person to ask. You know, we're thinking about going with this burnt tortilla uh, paint for the walls. Oh, what do you think? C. <laughs> ah, C. Gracias, Ren. <laughs> I love this. She's great. The way that they were able to combine yep. both plots so good. for like one second there like that yeah. is so good. It's uh and I love how when he said what does he say exactly? He says something like, Oh, you you have a good um He just says you have good taste, so you would know, right? Oh, you have good taste, <laughs> yeah. I always like that. I don't know why. So yeah, Ren walking around in a daze. Uh, this is also awful. Carla and Marla come over to her all excited and happy about this article they're writing. You know, it's supposed to be a nice glowing article about Ren Stevens. And they're like, hey, which title do you like better? And then Ren just goes, whatever. Like, obviously, they're trying to do something for you, bro. And, and then the girls are just like, oh, my God, you upset her. I'm like, oh, this is. Uh. Yeah, I hate I hate people who just like suck up to people and accept the ridicule. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't hate the people, but I hate that mm. dynamic. No, I mean, I just don't like how Ren's acting here. The girls yeah, exactly. are a little annoying. Like, I don't like either of it. I yeah. don't like any of it. Ren goes to Principal Wexler's office, again, strange, uh, to just sort of sulk and be sad about the fact that, you know, she got a C on this pizza paddle, which I guess it's like a joke that no one can believe she's made a pizza paddle because it's like the woodshop teacher, a pizza paddle, a, a pizza, pizza paddle. paddle. And then Wexler, a pizza paddle, a pizza paddle. I'm like, okay. And the way she said, I know it started off as a, a coffee table, but it was just too hard. Coffee table. <laughs> I like that line though. It's really good. She is like, you know, basically whining about it and, and Wexler's like, it's not the end of the world. And then she says, it's the end of my world. It's a good line because a lot of times people, like I've, people say it's not the end of the world, but sometimes it's like, yeah. a lot of times it is the end. It feels like the end of your world in a sense. But in this situation, yeah, though, in this situation not. is ridiculous. Yeah. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's just perfection, right? It's like gratuitous <laughs> perfection. It's, it's decadent. But I mean, that's what I'm saying though. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's like, okay, girl, but I'm like, is this is the kind of world you've built up in your head? If getting a C is going to be the end of the world you've built up yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no, it's like girl real. yeah the perfect yeah it's definitely not the end of even your world <laughs> no it's really if, not. if that's the end of your world then you got a pretty good world because <laughs> like you got a lot you know what i mean if a c is the worst thing that could happen <laughs> you got a pretty good world <laughs> like i'm saying like you know what i mean like her parents probably even be like oh okay it's cool like you got a c you know what i mean a lot of people's parents would get upset at a C, but because she's so perfect yeah. already, 
it gives her a cushion and that's like a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so turns out, as she said, you know, Ren, uh, Wexler said, he's like, it doesn't matter. Like, he's like, it's fine. No one needs to know that Ren Stevens got her first C, of course, as to say C, the full sentence. C. Um, yep. And so turns out Wexler, the pizza paddle was on the intercom thing. So the whole school heard that Ren Stevens got her first C. And I love how literally the entire school, people, did people like rush to the office just to stand outside and look at her with shame? Oh, we got to go get there. Let's go. <laughs> like literally, because they open the office door and there's just a whole crowd of people yeah. just staring at her. Wow, you're an embarrassment. How <laughs> dare you? You've let the entire world down. You got to see. This is that heightened thing, you know, of like when something goes wrong, it feels like everyone cares and and when really like no one would care. Yeah, of course. Basically, the next day we see that Carla and Marla let themselves go over this. They're dressed like little ragamuffins now because because Ren got a C and they're a mess. And uh, this is why I say do not put all of your faith in mere humans because they will disappoint you inevitably. (laughs) Exactly. Um, but yeah, so right now Carla and Marla are just, they can't even deal with it. They're just Are you a mess. filing? Yes. When you get nervous, you file? I know. No, it's just my nail was really bothering me. <laughs> Ren starts getting remotivated to, you know, not take C for an answer, basically, and try to get a second chance at it. When honestly, like, now that I'm saying this out loud, this scene should have been her just saying like, you know what? If that's the grade I deserve, then fine. Yeah, that should... Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? Then then, then that's what I'm going to get. And then Carla and Marla should have been inspired by the fact that she's going to accept the grade yeah. she deserves. I mean, she eventually does at the end, but... It almost feels like a necessary evil. And I mean, I get like the... Like the whole... Like, okay, I, I sucked at this. Like, I'm going to do better. Like, I get that. Like, you want to do better. But at the yeah. same time, the reason behind it is greedy and the whole like manipulation behind it where she's trying she's like begging for a different grade mm-hmm. and he know and the shop teacher is great mr rupert like, he's really good he's like you just don't want to ruin your perfect record he knows what's going on he's not stupid yeah i mean yeah so we can basically talk about that scene now too because yeah. that's like after the next one so it yeah, doesn't make any one. sense to jump around yeah so she basically just makes a deal with the woodshop teacher to be like is there anything i can do to you know raise my grade and then he basically tells her, like, yeah, like, stop by after school and we'll see what we can do. But, uh, but yeah, this guy, his license plate, Wood Lover? Wood Lover. Wood is milady. Yeah. Even Stevens. Yeah, even Stevens. <laughs> That's all you can say sometimes. <laughs> oh, my God. As he gets into his partially wood car. Yeah. We finally get Lewis's locker reveal, and I love the way the door is now a giant locker door. Yeah, it's great. Like, that's so creative. It's so great. I love it. And yeah, so he's ready to show Twitty the room for the first time, and Twitty does the, I'm tingling, bro. (laughs) I'm tingling, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And they go in there, and then he's like, dude, I'm in Mexico. This is also my other favorite scene, I think. Oh, it's a great scene. And then Lewis, no, 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 my friend, you're not in Mexico. Turns on the music. And da, 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 da. Now you're in Mexico. Oh man. You know, he starts making a little smoothie and mm-hmm. and I saw it was pointed out that Twitty asks him if he has any of those little umbrella thingies while right he's there. looking yeah. directly at the little umbrella thingies. That always bothered me. Yeah, he's almost like saying, Bro, aren't you gonna hook it up with an umbrella? Yeah, he's like, Do you have any of those? It's like, um, well you have eyes, Twitty. Uh they're right there and you're looking right at them. So But yeah, and so like Lewis is kinda telling Twitty about the room and everything that they got done and check this out, retractable chairs from the walls. Isn't that cool? Yeah. You see that thing over there? It's not a guitar, it's a bass, and I got it shipped in from Mexico. Oh. oh. Is that matted or painted? Very cool. nice. The guy at the gas station told me that's on real velvet. But yeah, no, but that guitar, I always like to think of this line as Lewis. Like, how do you interpret this? I interpret it as Lewis not knowing that Mexico and Mexico are the same place. Why? 
I don't know. I just, that's how I like to think of it as him just thinking that like, like Mexico with this accent mark or something is like a different special Mexican place aside from Mexico. Oh, I think it was just like the way he said it. But I, for some reason, I like to think that it's him thinking it's some different (laughs) special place called Mexico. I don't know. Like Lewis is pretty, I mean, he, he's deceptively worldly though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I, cause you know why I always thought of, um, there's like a bit on Drake and Josh where they are trying to order something and then Drake, you know, he's kind of, he can be dumb yeah, yeah. and he's like trying to order it and he's like, can't, says here they're only available in South America. <laughs> South America. <laughs> and so I don't know. Either way, I like it <laughs> because it's the way he says it, you know, I got it shipped in from me. And I love how this scene just kind of like, it's so lived in, like it's so moves along at like a really kind of relaxed pace. Like they're just kind of mm-hmm. hanging out, like reclining in the chair, just like, he's just like pointing. He's like, Oh, you see that? But it's still like, in my opinion, like the best scene of the, of the episode. Yeah. Just because it's so lived in and you just feel like you're like hanging out. And it's conversational. I love when things feel natural in conversation. Exactly. And that just goes to show that even you don't need to be paced super quickly if and move along a plot super quickly if it's entertaining that's another one of my favorite lines too where it's like see that matador painting the guy at the gas station told me it's on real velvet this is one of those things this is where i found out what a matador was yeah mm-hmm. didn't know what it was before yeah and so right as he says that there's a knock on the door and it's principal wexler and i love the way lewis kicks to twitty to turn off the music oh yeah <laughs> like the way it shuts off perfectly on beat is just funny to me because if you were really panicking to turn it off, you just shut it off at any moment. But it's like, <laughs> oh no no I no it it cuts off at the. I wonder if they did that on purpose just to like, or that's all they had of the song. That's like, and that's just where it ends. Oops. Like a sixty second clip. They got the royalty-free one, but yeah. just like a little... <laughs> and they just sped it up or slowed it down based off of how much they needed for the clip. <laughs> That's great. And I love the way you can hear the click of the clicker yeah. when he shuts it off. Oh, it's just so funny. Uh, Wexler's asking Lewis, you know, who approved this work order for closet renovation? Looks like your signature down at the bottom. <laughs> uh, for your information, there's only one X in Wexler. <laughs> To think he wrote Wexler with multiple X's, apparently, maybe. I know, like, five X's in Wexler. <laughs> I know. You assume he just put two, but he could have put, like, seven. Yeah. <laughs> and so Wexler comes in, and he's like, oh, my God, what have you done to this place? And then, of course, Lewis says, he goes, hey, you said make myself at home, so I did. Tropical smoothie? <laughs> and then, again, I love this dialogue with the... Me too. Stevens, I want you... Your smoothie and your tacky velvet matador painting out of here in 24 hours. It's not fair, we just built it. I kind of like the matador painting. Yeah, tacky? He paid 12 bucks for that. Well, you know, dude, if you have to leave, I say fiesta! Muy grande fiesta. Ole! Ole! Yeah, tacky? He paid 12 bucks for that. He paid 12 bucks for that. It's so good. I love that quote. I say that all the time. That was mostly because I like kind of forgot about that line. And then Mm -hmm. he said it and I just like unexpectedly laughed because I I wasn't expecting it. Like ask my mom. I say that line all the time. Yeah. (laughs) I think I think when I was a kid, I think when he said he paid 12 bucks, I thought he was referring to the gas station guy. But then Mm -hmm. as I got older, like now I'm realizing he's talking about Wexler. Oh, really? Yeah, I think because he charged it to Wexler. I, that's what made me laugh so hard this time. You're right. I never even thought about it that way. That's definitely a way to think about it. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, how dare Wexler call this tacky? He yeah, paid 12, he paid bucks, 12 for that. bucks for it. Yeah. I don't know. That's just how I interpreted this time. It made me laugh. I like that. <laughs> Twitty decides basically, well, if you got to leave, might as well throw a fiesta. A muy grande fiesta. Muy grande fiesta. And then they do that little uh, dance around. Oh, yeah. Ren is basically told to build a Macklemore footstool, whatever the heck that is. It's the rapper. I've only made Ryan Lewis footstools. <laughs> yep. And if she can do it and it's perfectly structurally sound or whatever, then she can get an A 
But it's still the way he's like, here, just do this little old footstool and I'll give you an A. <laughs> like, yeah, like he's trying to help her. And then like he's just, I think at the end of the day, he's like, I'm just going to freaking get you off my back. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're annoying me. Anyway, yeah. So we get a little montage of Ren attempting to build this footstool. And yeah, like you said, she's like, eh. She's like, I want an A so bad, but I don't really want to try. (laughs) That's what she's saying in her head. (laughs) Or she's just like, I'm just not cut out to build things. Yeah. Yeah. And Carla and Marla and Wexler are in the window saying like, I believe in you and I believe in you more. And yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's sickening. Yeah. A little bit. So then it's like opening day for uh, Lewis's club. Oh, so good. But the one thing that always stands out to me in this is jumping up and jumping down at the Casa de Fiesta. (laughs) It's obviously a knockoff of Livin' La Vida Loca uh, by Ricky Martin. The most obvious ripoff ever and it's the greatest thing i've shazam stuff on this show before and i've gotten results a couple times oh i know me too yeah i mean i I mean i doubt it's a real song probably not yet probably be not i do it every time there's a song i usually i shazam it but man i just love it and it gets stuck in my head constantly it's catchy every time well well because it's essentially living la vida loca which was like the number one pop song in 1999 but i like it better than living la vida loca What's funny about it is that it literally doesn't say anything else. <laughs> and he's, they say something else, the same thing. It's jumping up and jumping down at the Casa de Fiesta. Pick you up, up and, and spin, spin you, you round at yeah. the Casa de Fiesta. Party, party all night, all long, night long at the Casa de <laughs> Fiesta. Right. And the best part is the the mariachi band totally can't play this song yeah. because they don't have the correct instruments. Oh, of course. But they're still like acting. They're like pretending to play and they're not even singing. Nope. But there's this song happening. It's yep. amazing. <laughs> yeah. But just literally the best knockoff of Livin' La Vida Loca in history. And it's also the only song ever playing. Did he just buy the single and they just got it on repeat? <laughs> he couldn't afford it now that Wexler took away his payments. <laughs> well, it's like Zach Estrada only had like three songs playing his entire party. Yeah. One of them was Boogie. Yeah. I know. Oh yeah, this is. Oh man, I love this song. Oh yeah, it's a dance. Everything is alright. And then the other Smash Mouth knockoff one. Man, Ricky Martin. I bet kids nowadays wouldn't even remember who know who Ricky Martin was. Oh no, and they probably and they don't get the reference to the song. And- you should ask your students if they know who Ricky Martin is. Right. I'm just curious. Uh, this song is playing, and I love the way it's like muffled. The way the the the. Yeah, when the door's closed. Yeah, the sound yeah. of the song is perfect. It's muffled when the door is closed. Yeah. It's loud when it opens. That's the sound editing. I love it. And so, yeah, so Lewis is walking down this line of people, like, greeting them, like, hey, how you doing? Like, oh, great, blah, blah, blah. Like, he knows, like, these personal things about, like, each person in the line. How was cheerleading practice? <laughs> he hands, like, drugs or something to, like, one kid? Yes! I never noticed that before. Yes, he goes, hey, bro, I've got something to cure your problem. All right? Eat those. It's so weird. <laughs> and then there's that fool with a tuba. No, but honestly, I love that. What is that? Yeah, what is he handing to him? I, I always just want to know what they thought that was going to be. Mm-hmm. Huh, weird. I've got something to cure your problem. Here, all right? Eat those. Caffeine pills? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. It can't be something that bad because it's even Stevens. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, yeah. So now, you know, there's velvet ropes. There's bouncers at the door and Twitty's in charge of the guest list. And this is where we meet Carly Blaine. And this is what I was saying. So, like, at first, Twitty's like, hey, Carly, how are you? So, uh, and your name is? Yeah. I think you just messing (laughs) with her, like uh, gaslighting her or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, of course, she's like, uh, Twitty, you know, Carly Blaine, I'm your cousin. And, I like, I, I do laugh. Like, he keeps it going. And then I laugh when he says... This is embarrassing. Could it, could it possibly could it be, be on another, another list? <laughs> or yeah, another name? Funny. Yeah. I love... I, I used to think that this was... I told you before. I used to think this was the same actress who played Magurski. Yeah. It's not. Though. In real life, they don't look similar. But in like you see the low angle on her hair. It kind of looks mm. similar to me. Yeah. But, oh my God. And then like some other kid just says like, hey, Twitty. And he lets him oh, in yeah, before yeah, her. <laughs> I think it's weird too that they have a character named Carly and Carla in the same episode. Yeah. This is weird. 
And that's going a little too far, I think. But <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. No, I mean like to break that down is a little. It's bit. weird. Like you ever notice there's like not characters with like the same names or similar names in like shows or movies. Like as a writer, when I write scripts, you want to make sure the names are like not. You don't have characters named like oh here's Jake and here's Jacob. Like that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. I know you want to give everyone their own their own definite unique worlds and names. Yeah. Yeah, and so Lewis, I mean, yeah, so Twitty's like letting some random guy in, and then uh, Lewis, you know, shows up and like, hey, Lewis, Lewis, uh, she's not on the list. What do we do? She's like, Carly Blaine. She, and I love the way Lewis fakes her out. And he's just like, he's like, Car- I'm just kidding. I, I know, know who you yeah. are. And I'm like, oh, come in, come in. <laughs> Actually, you know, let them all in. Let them all in. Like, I love the way he does that again. Like, it reminds me of, um, uh, there's no hate, no hate, just love. Just, just love. love. And how can those people fit in that closet? Exactly. I said how they all fit. I have no idea. <laughs> Someone's getting trampled. I mean, obviously that's the joke. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a clown car. But it's it's just so funny. There's a, a line around the world to get into this closet. I never noticed exactly how long it was until... It's long. It like wraps around like t- two corners. Long, long, long yeah. way, yeah. Ren is now awaiting... The result of what her footstool grade is going to be. So she's out in the hallway filing her nails because apparently Ren Stevens files her nails when she's nervous. This is a thing that we only hear right now and never again. She's never nervous, that's why. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Lewis shows up. And this was another weird line I never noticed either where he says, Hey, Ren, you know, if you were an ice machine, not saying you are or anything, but where would you be? And then I like when he says, Oh, yeah, your stool thingy. <laughs> Yeah, and so when she's filing, and then Lewis is like, Ren, I think you're getting down to the bone there. Uh, I always got a visual of that as a kid, and I hated it. I know, that's gross. Hated it. I still hate it. I say that line all the time, but it's so gross. Lewis and Ren end up having this really nice heart-to-heart, and I Mm. love this bit. It's so good. Lewis drops some knowledge. It's really good. Yeah. I love when he does this. Some wisdom. He's Confucius. Yeah, I'm going to put in the clip. Ren, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Okay. But you've been my sister basically all my life, right? That's just brilliant, Lewis. What's your point? You ever you want to be normal? Normal? What do you mean normal? What? You're always trying to be perfect at everything. What's wrong with being perfect? It's not normal. Yeah, it's just so great. Like when he drops that bomb, the mic has been dropped. Multiple mics have been yeah. dropped at once. One of his best moments. Yeah. This might be, this is one of my favorite heart-to-hearts they have, I think. Yeah. Like, when they have, like, a, you know, like an emotional moment. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Like, this episode is so strong, it, like, in one, in, like, the Lewis stuff. And then, like, mm-hmm. so cringy in the in the Ren stuff. But it's just so good in the, in the Lewis stuff. And you almost feel like you're getting robbed of an entire episode of this phenomenal Lewis storyline. Yeah. I would have loved 22 minutes of just Casa de Fiesta stuff. <laughs> Casa de Fiesta, come on. It had been so good, just like different parties he's having. And I, it wouldn't even have to have a plot, just behind yeah. the scenes. Like, you know what I mean? It had been really good. And just nothing but Casa de Fiesta on repeat the, whole time. the entire episode. <laughs> and the Mexican hat dance, just those two songs. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's such a good moment. And that made me think of, uh, I wrote it in my review, when Shia did the Touch My Soul art installation. Yep. I put like a clip of like when this guy called in, he was like really uh, confrontational. And he was like trying to tell him, he's like, I'll probably put a clip of this too, because it's mm-hmm. just so good. Hi, you've reached LaBeouf, Runko, and Turner. Can you touch my soul? Do you not think you should be using your reputation to like make a bigger change in the world opposed to using like social media stunts? Can you touch my soul? Uh, I suggest that instead of sitting on the phone talking to people, asking them to touch you, you make a difference and you touch someone else who needs it more. How would you touch somebody else? You've got millions of people following you, why don't you? Start a trend like trying to aid other people. There's like loads of people in the world struggling, loads of scenarios you can help with where people need aid. Do you think people need to be listened to? Uh, of course they do. So what's going on here? Uh, you're listening to me. <laughs> Have a good day. Man, Shia is so good. I love so it. So smart, dude. Like, he just thought of that, like, right there. 
I love Super it. Super good, yeah. But yeah, it's just so good. I love when Lewis does this because like when Lewis is good, like he's really, really good when he has these moments mm-hmm. that I just love. And I think like that's one of the reasons why this one isn't even like lower maybe because I love whenever they actually give Lewis like a really nice substantial character building moment. Yeah. And I just love that aspect of this one with him and Ren and the way he was able to say something so succinct but so Effective. powerful. Yeah. It was just really smart. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Basically, Ren goes and gets her grade. She ends up getting a B minus on the stool after they do this like marble test, which also really is stupid though, because hello, that table might not be even. And that's what he says. Yeah, he's like that the ground might not be totally level. I mean, like he has a point, but like still. But he, like, no, you missed you miss the part. He was going to give her an A. He was yeah. like, I'll give you your A. And then she's like, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. We yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, I want to be minus. And then well, yeah. he's like, okay. And then that was like her redeeming herself. But to me, I think it would have been better if he said a B plus because A, it is probably a B plus work. I don't, I think a B minus. Okay. Well, that's already close to what you were going to get originally. And like, after all this, you just get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I, it was a minor detail, but I think that would have been a better fix. I don't know. I like that she still kind of got something close to a C. I know, deal yeah, that it. she got, yeah, I know. I know, like, deal true. with it. It is nice, but... Yeah. He was only, he was going to give her the grade she deserves or whatever, I think. But then he sees Wexler have a fit, basically. Wexler, like, his his world is ending. Oh, no! And then Carla and Marla are disappointed, so that's when the teacher, like, you see the look on his face. He's like, well... Yeah. I mean... Given a margin of error, I don't see why you can't get your A. I'm like, ew. Yeah, you know? the whole thing is the whole thing is wrong, man. Yeah. So Ren accepts the B minus, and then she's like, "I'm so tired of being perfect." And I do like the way she goes. Yeah, I just want to try my best. And if you guys want to admire me for that, then that's real cool. But you know, I'm just gonna go be normal, even though that doesn't really last, basically. Yeah. Because uh, we see her. <laughs> later on still do ridiculous perfect stuff she tells them to back off too which is great i know yeah go on they're like someone has a temper major um yeah and so she's like yeah i'm just gonna go be normal so then i love the way it does a hard cut back to lewis's thing and it's again party party all night Same long song. at the Casa literally all night long. When it does that hard cut, it's like the screaming skeleton. It's just like, that's like the first thing you see. It's yeah. just like the screaming skeleton with this song playing. Just different shots of people dancing and Shia mm-hmm. being crazy and like no audio. So like, like the song's just playing and you see him like clearly like, <laughs> like supposed to be yelling and, and stuff. It's Okay, great. yeah. So we're going to act like you're in a party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's having a good time, walking around, seeing everybody. And then he notices that Ren is in there. And he's just like, Ren, like, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, you know, just having fun, being normal. And then the way she talks to the piñata, isn't that right? I'm being normal. Ren, you're talking to a piñata. It's not so it's not, normal. Not so normal. <laughs> I just always liked the, Ren, you're talking to a piñata. <laughs> yeah, and then it's just like, okay, whatever. Here, Ren, I want you to meet the mariachi guys. Here's Ernesto and Manuel. <laughs> And that's basically the end of the episode. Everyone jamming yeah. to Casa de Fiesta. And yep. then it comes back for the final minute bit. Uh, I love the way uh, we- when Wexler's running around the corner to try to go and stop them, there's the pizza guy showing up. Yeah. The pizza guy's just like jamming. With the Domino's colors on. You have the Domino's yeah. colors and he's like jamming, walking into the yeah. door. So good. And they got like the Mexico flag or something like that on the inside of mm-hmm. the door. <laughs> Yeah. Like painted on the door. Yeah. And so Wexler's just like, Lewis, I'm shutting you down. This party is over. And then, you know, dramatic build up noise of like people trying to exit. Bowling pins sound Yeah, effects. bowling pin yeah. sound effects and everyone falling over each other to get out of there uh, right away. Mm-hmm. Lewis is, you know, his final line is, you're not getting my matador. None of you. <laughs> the end. Great. Yep. Boom, that was a good episode. It is, but it isn't. Yeah, of course. For me, the Ren stuff moved it from like a top 10 to 24, but for you, it dropped to 42. 
it balances it out. I can't put this any higher just because the Lewis plot is fun. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I say, like, I like the moment between brother and sister at the end and how Ren kind of comes around mm. and, you know, but the whole rest of it, I'm just like, this is the one with the closet and some Ren stuff that I don't really care about and that's it. This was one of those episodes where I remember, like, crossing my fingers that it came on when I was a kid, when, like, on the first original run. Huh. But you know, like when I was a kid, I went through phases of when I when I different episodes were my favorite, and this is one of those episodes where at some point I was like in a hardcore, mm-hmm. almost perfect phase, and mm-hmm. I just always wanted to watch this episode. But obviously, mm-hmm. back then you can do that. Um, but I mean, yeah. But like looking back though, there's like really not that much with the closet. I know. Like, I just like I, mean? I just liked it that much. I just loved the concept of. Well, you know, yeah, I get it. Yeah, getting lemons and turning them into lemonade and. Mm-hmm. And you know, making the best out of like a terrible situation. It was just like it was totally what I loved about Lewis. It was creative to me. Yeah, so. just mm-hmm. liked it a lot. Yeah, but I mean, but for me, I'm just like it's not enough to like push it. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's the one with the closet. It's yeah, funny, yeah. I guess, and that's it. I have a personal connection to it just because I loved it so. Yeah. It was my favorite episode at one point. So. So, MVP. Um. I mean. Besides Lewis, Twitty, probably. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I said genuinely for this one, Lewis, because I could not. The construction worker was good. The construction worker, yeah. No, but I said the true MVP of this episode is Casa de Fiesta, the song. Casa de Fiesta, the song, yeah. Ricky Martin. Casa de Fiesta, the song, is the MVP of this episode. Yeah. It's the most memorable thing to me about this episode because- after I watch it, it will be stuck in my head for days. So it's been stuck in my head. MVP. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any trivia? I couldn't really find anything. Yeah. All right. So then I guess it is time for some trivia. Is it true? Did you know? That for your information. Is it true? that What does that mean? So the guy who plays the construction worker who says, thank mm-hmm. you, Mr. Rexy, he was actually a casting assistant on Even Stevens for like the series. Mm. And he was the cab driver in In Ren We Trust. Cab driver? This is how much I've blacked that episode out. I, I don't remember. I don't remember a cab at all. But it's the same guy. It's the same actor, though. And it's weird because wow. we there are not a lot of times where you see the same actor playing multiple roles. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I thought it happened with Carly Blaine, but it didn't. But uh, yeah, it's one of those times. That's it. Oh, that was it? That was it. It was oh, trivia, though. I- I don't really have anything. I couldn't really find anything. And even with pop culture, I was just like, uh, Ricky Martin knockoff. I couldn't think of what else. I mean, I feel like there's probably stuff I'm... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe missing. But this one was difficult. I don't know. Then I guess it's time for tweets. Let's do it. Winona says, thinking about the episode of Even Stevens where Lewis turned his locker into a Mexican fiesta and how I want to live like that every day. Same. Another person, Megan, uh, a few years ago said, wow, there are so many Even Stevens episodes on YouTube. I can't wait to find the episode where Lewis turns the storage room into his locker slash fiesta room. Another person, my favorite Even Stevens episode was when he renovated the janitor's closet in, uh, to use as his locker. And by the way, like, they never say it's the janitor's closet. We're all just assuming. Well, because it has, like, it's just, it's probably, like, a storage closet. A storage, yeah. yeah. Um, another person, Meg, says the Even Stevens episode where Lewis turns the janitor's closet into his locker is television gold hashtag classic. A guy named Andy, he says... Y'all remember that Even Stevens episode where he got temporarily assigned that janitor's closet as a locker? I live there now. <laughs> That's a good one. Shan says, yo, now it's, I guess, whatever they're watching, it happened to come on. They said, yo, now it's the Even Stevens episode with Lewis's locker. How did I forget how good this show was? Oh my God. And then some tweets kind of about the Ren aspect. Another Andy, different one says that even Steven's episode about Ren getting a C in Woodshop is on. The t-shirt's license plate is, quote, Wood Lover. And then he put this emoji of, like, what? Uh, Katie says, every time I file my nails, I feel like Ren from Even Steven's in that episode where she got a C in Woodshop. Then that children's television Twitter. 
this must be the only episode they ever aired because I found like 20 tweets of them promoting this episode on a million different days. They, (laughs) yeah, so they go, will Ren get a perfect grade or will her woodwork let her down? We'll find out after the break in more Even Stevens. And then another one, a totally other day. Ren's perfect grades are in trouble next as she has woodwork problems in Even Stevens. Another day. On the way next, Ren needs to pass woodwork to get the perfect grade. Only problem is, she's rubbish at it. Even Stevens is after the break. They're not even really playing the show. They're just like promoting this episode. (laughs) They don't even know what show this is. Or they only have a bootleg copy of one episode of Even Stevens. (laughs) Another day. Next up, Ren's missing out on a vital perfect grade in woodwork. Even Stevens is on the way. Why do they keep calling it woodwork? That must be what they call it in the UK or something. Because they also said she's rubbish at it. And that's like a... Oh, that's definitely England. Well, that's interesting. But there you go. Those are all the tweets. (laughs) Pretty good amount. A lot of them were just kind of like generic. But yeah, a couple good ones. Yeah, so last but not least, best quote, baby. Yeah, I mean, mine was the, uh, there were a couple I was going between, but I really like the, uh, Tacky, he paid 12 bucks for that. That is probably mine too. For once. We got the same one? Yeah. In 20 episodes, it took us 20 episodes and we picked the same quote finally. I didn't think it would ever happen. It was either going to be that one. That was like my main one. And then the other thing was the, that's not a guitar, it's a bass and I got it shipped in from Mexico. Oh, I like, I almost picked the Muy Grande Fiesta. Yeah. And then I just liked, I just put just as a thing, just Lewis's little mini speech to Ren. I just like that as well. I like the movie Grande Fiesta because it's just basically translates to very big party. Yes. (laughs) So he just says very big party. Yep. That's it. I like this episode. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. I love it. Great. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Good talk. (laughs) Please keep that silence in. Of course, of course. (laughs) That was perfect. That'll do it. Well, that's about it. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, don't forget, of course, send us an email, evenstevensranked at gmail.com. Send in a voicemail. Send us a voice memo, uh, whatever you want. And And leave a review on Three Eyes Wide Shut on IMDb. Yes, I've actually checked, and there's been a few new reviews on there, which is pretty awesome. So that's, like, so great. It's really awesome to see it Mm -hmm. actually transforming into a legitimate inside joke between all of us (laughs) instead of just me and Ethan. (laughs) Pretty good. Yeah, love it. So, thank you guys, and we'll see you in the next episode. See ya.